It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice. We do it twice. Ross Tucker, Evan Silva with you. We already did all the 1 p.m. Eastern Time games. That's the podcast that always posts on Wednesday. And then shortly after midnight Eastern Time on Thursday, we post the other one for you with all the late games, the Sunday nighter, the Monday nighters, that you can all set your lineups plenty of time before the Thursday night game. He's at Evan Silva on Twitter, I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. Or if you're a Facebook person, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Yes, I am still giving out free Maddens. And yes, I will have the phrase that pays in a little bit. Right now, though, I need to tell you that we're presented by BetOnline.ag. Of course, make sure that's where you go and use the code podcast one if and when you need to place bets on anything, and I mean anything. Speaking of that, you also should check out a new show, which is very, very cool. It's from the CW, and it's called The All-American. All right, so some of you guys might have missed the debut, and if you did, you missed out. It's the CW's incredible new series, All-American. Inspired by local football hero Spencer Pacinger. That name should sound familiar to some of you guys. Played linebacker in the league for a while. Good athlete. Long arms. Good in space. Good on special teams. Got drafted by the Giants. Anyway, he's a high school football phenom from South Central. Gets recruited to play in Beverly Hills. Tay Diggs is his coach. And Tay Diggs plays Billy Baker, a former star player in his own right who sees himself in Spencer and needs to win to keep his job as the coach. He promises Spencer the chance to someday go pro and give his family a better life. This is a good show for you guys to pick up during the fall. Don't miss the incredible new series, All-American, Wednesdays only on the CW and CW app. All right, Evan, you ready to rock and roll? Let's roll. L.A. Rams at the Denver Broncos. Wow. Can you imagine what it's like for the Rams to look at the video of Crowell and Robbie Anderson making the Broncos look pathetic on Sunday? It's, you know, I think we need to talk about that a little bit more. This is not, this is not the Broncos defense that it used to be. No, man. Not even close. I mean, it's, I think you could, you, you could go, you could get to the extent and say it's not a good defense. I, I think that you could say that. Um, they have a couple of good players, you know, no question, but a good defense does not a couple of good players make and their outside cornerbacks are a problem. Bradley Roby is not the guy that they anticipated. Um, and the other guys can't stay healthy. Tremaine Brock and, and Pac-Man Jones, Pac-Man Jones got hurt again last week. Those guys are old journeymen at this point and they really shouldn't be relying on them in the first place but you know and and I don't know what's going to happen here with Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks because they both had concussions uh, Dr. Chow thinks that Brandon Cooks 
is pretty much not going to play. I think I don't want to speak for him, uh, but I think that that's what he was saying. And uh, Brandon Cooks had a concussion in uh, the playoffs last year, so these are kind of close together, relatively speaking. And my guess is that they're not that he, he won't play at Denver. So, you know, the the guys that we're looking at are Josh Reynolds as a, a sleeper. He will be on the outside. He reminded me of the old Bengals receiver, Chris Henry, uh, coming out of Texas A&M. Really long dude, can pluck the ball, kind of deceptive speed, you know, ran like in the, the low four fives uh, coming out, but like just has the ability, has like a, a long strider. And um, I think that he can win against these Broncos receivers. So he's going to be a DFS sleeper and a, a guy that maybe you could pick up off the bench, sort of like Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, was last week. Uh, I don't know how exactly it's going to work out in terms of, you know, if Cooper Cup is out, who's playing the slot. It could be Robert Woods. Robert Woods could move into the slot, or they could use Gerald Everett in the slot, although he's played only four snaps in the slot this year, so or he's only ran four routes in the slot. So I, I'm just – I'm not sure. Uh, that stuff we're going to have to wait to, to monitor, you know, and, and uh, take into account uh, as, as the injury report uh, comes out. Broncos played good run defense in the first three games and then just got slaughtered by Isaiah Crowell. They gave up 99 yards rushing to Bilal Powell, too. week before that, uh, Kareem Hunt had his best rushing day against the Broncos. Uh, so, you know, no fear in terms of matchup for Todd Gurley. Each week is the number one overall fantasy running back play. Um, I kind of want to... You know, Case Keenum has been really, really bad. I mean, his, his stats his stats actually last week wound up being good uh, just because of the flow of the game. Demarius Thomas, they hit a, a long 42-yard touchdown to him uh, in, like, garbage time, like deep garbage time. Um, I kind of think he's an interesting DFS tournament play, though, this week. You know, everyone has kind of ruled out the Broncos, including myself, you know, but – He's had a couple of big games, and this Rams defense, you know, you want to talk about a defense that has been pretty disappointing. The Rams defense has been pretty pretty disappointing, too. Uh, Marcus Peters has given up the most touchdown pass of any cornerback in the league this year. Aqib Tlaib still out. Uh, they have generated a lot of uh, pressure, like ch- as charted by pro football focus, but they're not getting hits and sacks on the quarterback. Um, and their run defense is not good, but we already knew that that was going to be the case. Um, so I kind of think that Case Keenum is interesting as a DFS play, as a desperate streamer. I mean, they are in very desperate position right right now. You know, th- that was a bad spot for them, too, last week. Like, coming off that, that short week, going on the road all the way across the country for a 1 p.m. Eastern time game. Now they're coming back home. It would not surprise me if we see the Broncos show up better this week. I mean, and they're going to have to score because the the, the Rams score. Um, Royce Freeman is barely even usable right now, um, you know, based on his usage because he's got single-digit touches in three of the last four. Uh, Philip Lindsay is the lead back. Uh, But those guys do have a good matchup. And if the Broncos do show up here, 
uh, those guys will really stand to benefit. Uh, Devontae Booker wound up playing more than usual last week, about 30, 35% of the snaps, saw six targets. Uh, but that was due to the nature of the game because they were chasing and they use him in passing situations. Um, but, I, you know, not a whole lot of fear in, in, in uh, starting Demarius Thomas or uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Keep an eye on Cortland Sutton, who hobbled off the field last week in the second half. And I, I'm not sure if he returned. Um, uh, but he hobbled off the field in a lot of pain. And uh, he got five end zone targets last week. Uh, so if, if he doesn't show up on the injury report, I think that he is a sleeper in this potential shootout. Also, Jeff Hireman, I uh, don't like him as much as C.J. Uzoma or Cameron Brayton. We talked about it on the first podcast, but uh, he is uh, not a terrible uh, streamer in this game. Rams have not been great against tight ends, and he's out there a lot. We can move on to the next one. Jacksonville at the Dallas Cowboys. What do you got? Yeah, so Zeke Elliott just got stoned last week uh, by the by the Texans, uh, and you know that goes to show how good the Texans are in run defense. Jaguars really good in run defense too, uh, have held opponents to three point six yards per carry, tenth fewest receptions. Um, but so you know what we're hanging our hat on here is uh, first of all Zeke Elliott going back home, uh, you know where where teams tend to perform better, and uh, Zeke Elliott getting monster usage um he's got 19 or more touches in every game so far this year uh or i'm sorry in, in the last month uh and he set a career high in receiving yards in week four 88 last week he set another career high in catches with seven uh, so that expanded passing game usage is really good for him uh from a floor and ceiling standpoint Dak prescott has been awful in fantasy and in real life. Uh, quarterback 18 or worse in every game so far this year. Uh, it's crazy to think that he was legit the number one overall fantasy quarterback from weeks one through eight last year. And ever since then, just the bottom has fallen out. And, um, you know, can't use him against the Jags. Obviously can't use anyone in the Cowboys passing game against the Jags. Can use the Cowboys defense, though. I'd like to see them get David Irving back this week. Uh, he did not play in his first game eligible last week due to a personal matter. He's a difference maker on the interior. Cowboys, you know, with their, their offensive line kind of being up and down and the passing game just awful, uh, and no Sean Lee uh, up front, I think their, their strength is their pass defense. Byron Jones has been incredible. Uh, Byron Jones, until last week, had never had uh, a defensive pass interference penalty against him. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins drew the first defensive pass interference flag of Byron Jones' career against him. Uh, that was, uh, I thought that was a pre- pretty impressive for Byron Jones. Byron Jones is Pro Football Focus's number one overall rated cornerback uh, through five weeks of play. Um, Blake Bortles threw four picks last week. You know, uh, he moved the ball, though. It, it was a very weird up-and-down performance, kind of reflective of Blake Bortles in general, uh, through two embarrassing picks. But he winds up with 61 attempts 
four carries for 34 yards and a touchdown. Um, and he winds up as a top five fantasy quarterback on the week. Um, I, I don't think that we're going to see that volume out of him this week. I'm a little worried about the left tackle, Josh Wells, due to a groin injury. They already lost their starting left tackle, Cam Robinson, to an ACL. Um, only uh, one of the quarterbacks to have faced the Cowboys so far this year finished as a top 12 uh, quarterback on the week. So I'm I'm not in love with Blake Bortles this week as a streamer. Um, Jaguars desperate at running back, man. The the rumors now are that Leonard Fournette is not going to – he might be out until week 10. Uh, Corey Grant on IR with a Liz Frank. TJ Yeldon is going to get a million touches. He played 93% of the snaps last week. 21 and 18 touches the past two weeks had eight catches in week five. Uh, again, Cowboys still missing Sean Lee. High-end RB2, TJ Yeldon. So desperate at running back, they signed Jamal Charles off the street. Um, wide receivers, you know, it's it's really tough on a week-to-week basis to try to forecast these guys. I mean, we got Dante Moncrief, 37 targets through five games. Keelan Cole, 34. D.D. Westbrook. 33, TJ Yeldon, 32. So you're kind of on your own. You know, from a matchup standpoint, I like D.D. Westbrook's matchup the best. I liked Moncrease matchup the best last week, uh, and he wound up leading the team in receiving yards, but I like Westbrook's the best. This week, you look at the receivers that have given the Cowboys problems. It's not big outside receivers. Uh, it is... Uh, guys who play on the interior, smaller, quicker guys, that's D.D. Westbrook. You know, it was uh, Golden Tate, uh, Kiki QT uh, had a nice game against them last, last week, and Tyler Lockett uh, in week f- four or whatever that was, week three. Um, so uh, I think that D.D. Westbrook has the best matchup. Austin Severia Jenkins out for the season, or at least on IR. Uh, Niles Paul and James O'Shaughnessy. Uh, Good luck trying to differentiate between them. Not only have they drawn the exact same number of targets, 13, they have run the exact same number of pass routes, 67, through five weeks. And we can move on to the next one. We've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, um, ugly matchup for the Titans. This is a situation where they're coming off the letdown loss and they're back home. Um, but, man, this Ravens defense is just lights out. They've given up 14 points or fewer in four or five games. Only game where they did was that week two, short week Thursday nighter. Uh, they've given up six touchdown passes in five games, and four of them were from Andy Dalton in that Thursday nighter. So, uh, and they are they will just eliminate your offense. I mean, there's really nothing to see here with, uh, anybody. I mean, on, on the Titans offense, we could look at uh, Corey Davis from a volume standpoint. He's still getting a lot of volume. Um, but, you know, it's it's a really, really difficult matchup against Jimmy Smith and all those guys. So uh, no good matchups here for the Titans. Jonu Smith uh, has been targeted five times by Marcus Mariota. Zero catches in a drop. They brought up Anthony Ferkser, the, uh, the Ivy League grad, and I would not be surprised if Anthony Ferkser is out there catching passes 
in week six. Uh, Ravens. Buck Allen lost a third-quarter fumble. You know, this team's had a lot of fumbles in the backfield. Uh, Alex Collins has been benched twice for fumbling. Buck Allen lost one in the third quarter last week. He did uh, wind up with 14 touches, season-high 58% of the snaps, uh, leads the Ravens and carries inside the five. On Tuesday, John Harbaugh said that he wanted to play Delance Turner more, uh, give him more run. So that's a little bit concerning. Um, but, uh, you know, Buck Allen is like a, the, the best flex play in this backfield. Alex Collins broke a 19-yard run on the first play last week against the Browns. Uh, then he had 40 scoreless yards the, the rest of the way for on 11 carries. He had a drop, and he limped off the field uh, in the second half, came in battling a knee injury, not trying to use him against the Titans. Um, the Titans are top nine in the league in both sack rate and quarterback hit rate. Uh, so that's a concern for Joe Flacco. Uh, Titans have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Joe Flacco, more of a two quarterback league guy this week. Michael Crabtree has eight drops in five games, three drops last week against the Browns. He essentially cost them the game, dropped the, uh, the would be go ahead touchdown. Uh, and, um, I, 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 you know, sometimes these guys are, are, are good buybacks the next week. Sometimes they're not. I, I worry that he might start losing snaps to Chris Moore. Uh, John Brown had 14 targets last week, but Denzel Ward shut him down. Um, he had eight targets of 15 or more air yards, which is just absurd. Uh, he leads the NFL in air yards. This is the guy to buy as a bounce back this week. We want to get him matched up with Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler has given up the most yards in the NFL of any cornerback, second most touchdowns behind Marcus Peters. Um, so I, I'm sticking with Johnny, Johnny, John Smokey Brown through thick and thin. We, uh, the Titans have been shutting down slot receivers with Logan Ryan. Do not want any part of Willie Sneed. Uh, the guys that you look at, the guys who have hurt them outside receivers: DeAndre Hopkins, Alshon Jeffrey, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills. Uh, that's that's uh, right down John Brown's alley. Uh, Hayden Hurst makes his debut last week, and it's a four-way tight end rotation: uh, Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, uh, and Max Williams all in there. Nobody over fifty percent of the snaps. Can't use them. We can move on to the next one. All right, let's get to Sunday night. Chiefs in New England against the Patriots, who gave up 24 points to the T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle-less Indianapolis Colts. So do you foresee a lot of points in this one, Evan? Yes, I do. And the total is 59 points, which I believe is the highest all year. Uh, So very excited. Justin Houston, Chiefs are, or Chiefs are going to be without Justin Houston, looks like for multiple weeks. Uh, their second best pass rusher, D. Ford, I think has overtaken him as their best pass rusher this year. Um, <clears throat> but that's definitely a blow to a defense that is not particularly good, is not now going on the road to face a Bill Belichick team with you know the, the three extra days to prepare. Brady, all systems go. I mean, this offense is starting to hit its stride. Brady's all systems go. Gronk, you know, of course, 
I, when, when we can get the Patriots backfield narrowed down to a two man committee, it's glorious. And, and James White and uh, Sony Michelle are every week fantasy starters. You know, no questions asked. Um, the receiver core is interesting because Chris Hogan was still out there 91% of the time last week. Edelman eight in the middle of the field, unsurprisingly. Uh, Josh Gordon was still below 30% of the snaps, but he's been very productive. He's made plays in the running game. Uh, he's catching touchdowns, um, you know, and he's going to be a high variance wide receiver three slash flex in an incredible matchup. The, the, he's playing 93% of his snaps outside. Chiefs are weakest at outside corner. Their slot corner, Kendall Fuller, is actually pretty good. Um, so, you know, you know what you're getting into. You'd be playing a Josh Gordon, a guy who is not playing a ton of snaps but has monster big playability in the highest projected scoring game of the season so far. You know, I'm going to try to fit him in where I can, no question. Um, Philip Dorsett, his snaps were down last week, uh, and, you know, it's it, it's going to be difficult to, to predict uh, week to week in terms of uh, the usage. I think the only really steady guy is going to be Julian Edelman. Uh, on the Chiefs' side, you know, same sort of deal. Uh, Sammy Watkins came back last week. Uh, he was very productive uh, in the game, had, had more production than Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has these very weird home road splits that we always talk about, and, you know, he's on the road here. Uh, he is number one in. Uh, Josh Hermsmeyer's buy low air yards model. And uh, last week was Odell Beckham, uh, who went off. And so far, um, we're talking about guys that have appeared just in, uh, in Josh Hermsmeyer's uh, air yards model uh, on the Millie Maker on, on DraftKings. Um, in each of the five weeks, one, uh, one of the wide receivers that showed up in the model was on the winning uh, Millie Maker lineup on DraftKings. So that's pretty cool to know, and we're going to continue to mention that um, going forward. Uh, so, and Tyreek Hill, again, at the top this week. So play Tyreek Hill this week uh, on the road. Uh, Sammy Watkins, again, uh, back healthy, and he is a fine play against New England. Travis Kelsey. You know, we saw what Ebron just had against the the, uh, the Patriots. So, and Kelsey had a monster game even against the Jaguars. The Jaguars have been shutting down tight ends until that point five for a hundred. Uh, Kareem Hunt. You know, the Patriots have not been good in run defense, and Kareem Hunt is now strung together <clears throat> two pretty good games. Only had one target last week. That is always concerning, uh, but Patriots have not been good in run D and. Uh, the workloads, and now, now the touches are starting to follow. So uh, that, that's good. And Pat Mahomes, you, you know the deal with, with Pat Mahomes. You just run him out every week. We can move on to the Monday Nighter. Last one is the Monday Nighter, and it is the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, unfortunately, I have not written this game up yet, but it looks like Matt Breida is not going or he's going to miss multiple weeks with an ankle. Uh, Alfred Morris comes squarely into play. He uh, is, has not historically been a pass catcher, uh, but they 
threw them targets last week, and that's good to see, you know. Um, and Raheem Mostert, the back, they give him a carry, he immediately loses the fumble. And he finished with like nine yards on six touches. Uh, so this should be the Alfred Morris show against Green Bay, which has not been good in run defense so far. Uh, Garcon, you know, the matchup is fine, but just hasn't done enough. Um, C.J. Beathard has been super productive in fantasy. And, um, you know, he, he's like a fun guy to start in two quarterback leagues. Um, I still get wary of him as a streamer, but hey, you know, I've missed out on him too because of that. He can run, man. He's, he's, a, he's a good athlete. They have really done a good job of designing the offense. No surprise under Kyle Shanahan for C.J. Beathard to get the ball out quickly because he has this tendency to take these just thunderous hits. So they need to get the ball out of his hands quickly uh, or else he isn't going to make it through games. Um, he's a really tough dude, but he's, you know, he, they, they need to get the ball out of his hands, and they have, and they've been very productive doing that um, offensively. Their their defense has been a, a pretty big problem, and I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers can really exploit that. I don't know what the deal is with Randall Cobb and, Randall Cobb and um, Geronimo Allison, uh, so – you know, that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to be fairly dependent on them. Uh, Equanimius, so Jamon Moore played ahead of Equanimius St. Brown in week four. Their roles shifted in week five. Equanimius was out there uh, more. The Lions, like, sold out to stop Jimmy Graham, and they actually did this to Gronk earlier in the year. Uh, they used Deshaun Shedd, a big cornerback against Jimmy Graham, and um, like in man coverage, and then there were a bunch of plays like in the red zone and um, obvious passing downs where they would have guys like beating up Jimmy Graham at the line of scrimmage. This is, you know, kind of textbook stuff that Bill Belichick used to do uh, that Matt Patricia is now bringing to Detroit. So kind of interesting to note. Um, but that, you know, sort of explains why Jimmy Graham was not big last week. He also dropped a touchdown pass. Um but, you know, I'm, I'm still rolling them out there against uh, San Francisco. I'm trying to think. I, th- I think that that – oh, the backfield. Yeah, so, hey, the Lion, the Packers fell behind big. They were losing like 24 to nothing last week. So, you know, your, your backfield is not going to be productive in, in situations like that. Aaron Jones didn't get a second-half carry, but Packers had to throw the ball. And uh, this will be a much better situation from a game script standpoint uh, in all likelihood, and therefore, um, I think we can go back to Aaron Jones as a, a risky but still, you know, decent upside flex. Uh, but I, I don't think that they're going to turn away from Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams as factors uh, because they do have roles in the offense. And you know, look again, we 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 love to see guys, you know, the best guys play, but the coaches make their decisions. Uh, and we have to live with that. You know, we, we, we don't throw temper tantrums. So um, good luck to everyone this week. I like it. I also like the fact that the word for the free Madden phrase that pays is daddy. The word is daddy. Evan is a daddy. I am a daddy. Brian is a daddy. The word is daddy. And that'll do it for the week six fantasy feast Eaton podcast 
please give us the retweets. We love them. It means a lot. If it's Facebook, a like. That way we can spread the word about this bad boy. Other than that, I'm totally stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.